Welcome back to the Dr. Jake podcast. I'm Dr. Jake Schmutz. I'm an integrative doctor and naturopathic physician. And in this podcast, I share with you how you heal your body down to the root causes without harmful drugs or surgeries. I'm here today with my co-host, Teresa Marie, to discuss the carnivore diet, why it works for some people, and why I don't think it's right for everyone. Dr. Jake, I never in my life would have ever heard, I could have ever imagined, I should say, that people would be doing this carnivore diet, but I'm hearing about it more and more. And as a matter of fact, last week, I met a woman who's been on the carnivore diet for two years. She was morbidly still a little on the heavy side, but she's already lost 100 pounds from doing this carnivore diet. She swears by it. She says, that she feels amazing on it. I'm like listening to her just in absolute shock coming from a background myself where I just believe so strongly in fruits and vegetables. I'm just, how does this happen? Like, but I even asked her like, well, have you thought about just adding a little spinach into that diet? <laughs> and she actually even shared that when she eats fruits and vegetables, that she doesn't mm -hmm. feel well, that it actually does. She actually feels sick. And so I, I was at my limit with my own knowledge as a health nut, but certainly not a doctor. So eager to hear Dr. Jake, what your thoughts are on this carnivore diet. Why is it working for some people? And yes, like, are you concerned? Does everybody <laughs> need to be doing this? Like what would be your recommendations for anybody who's thinking about this? So let's jump into it and just start off with the basics. We're hearing about it more and more, people talking, oh, I'm on the carnivore diet. Any of us who had a biology class in the background knows what an omnivore is, a vegetarian, carnivore and all that. But what essentially is a carnivore diet and why is it working for some people? Let's talk about what is the carnivore diet and why could it be good for some people? So the carnivore diet is what it is. So you're eating kind of what a lion eats, right? You're just eating meat. That is just steak, chicken, pork fish, etc. You're not eating any fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, seeds, etc. It is very and you're not adding a lot of stuff to the meat either. You're not adding pepper, you are adding salt that tends to be just fine no problem, but you're not adding spices typically because that can be an issue with the people that are actually responding well to the carnivore diet. Now I have seen the carnivore diet work well and work wonders for certain people, but I do not recommend that this is the first thing I do and this is not a diet I recommend doing long-term except if there's really nothing else that we can do. So, but it can work well with people that just have these guts that are so messed up. They might have all these bacteria that aren't appropriate. They have a lot of inflammation in there. We, I have dived into there, really find out what's going on and really trying to identify the gut dysbiosis and and trying to really calm down the immune system and really heal it up. That's what I usually go with for first. And that vast majority, 99% of people do great with doing that. But there are that 1% that do fantastic on the carnivore diet and there's nothing else that works for them. Following this diet makes their bowels work great. They don't have inflammation. They have a great deal of mental clarity piece. They don't have that inflammatory response happening anymore. Now, you're not gonna get those great antioxidants and all the other great nutrients that we get from the fruits and vegetables and other foods. You are gonna get efficient amounts of nutrients to be able to live and kind of thrive. But my personal opinion, if someone is doing so great on the carnivore diet, is just telling me that the body is so out of whack, the immune system's not working appropriately, and we need to really dive into it. And maybe we could do the carnivore diet for a short period of time while we work on all the other issues. And sometimes we might not be able to get the gut all healed up because we're not able to get the good bacteria in there, and they just need a new gut flora. And sometimes these type of people need to get a fecal transplant. And a fecal transplant is what it is. It might sound really gross. Is you get a donor of some 
someone's feces and you make sure it's tested appropriately and it, it's someone that has a really healthy DGI tract, they've been tested thoroughly, they've had a lot of questionnaires to them, and then you do a fecal transplant to really rebalance that microbiota. And that's probably why you're doing so well with the carnivore diet is because your gut's so messed up, it's not responding to anything and then you're able to feel okay. But you might be able to eat a good, much more healthier, good diet if you do a fecal transplant. So that's something there. This is recommendations I've given to some of my patients, but some people aren't willing to go that route. But I think a lot of these people that are doing well with the carnivore diet probably would do well there. But I'm sure there's people out there that have even done that and do well with the carnivore diet. And I'm not going to judge them. It really is the diet for them, for their body type. Now let's dive into this fecal transplant thing that you've mentioned here. Why a fecal transplant versus just taking a bunch of probiotics? So let's talk about why is a fecal transplant sometimes better than taking a lot of probiotics? Because what's going on is, okay, you're taking the probiotics, but you also have all these other bad bugs in there and you're not able to get all the good bugs that are in there. I mean, probiotics are probiotics. They don't have all the microflora that we're exposed to all the time. And someone's microbiota might be all messed up. They have too many bad guys, not enough good guys. They're not able to, it's not able to stick well enough because they have all these bad guys in there. And how the fecal transplant works is you kill off all your butt bugs in your entire gut. You take strong antibiotics for a while. You just clear it. And you might be thinking, why can't you just take probiotics after that? Because you're not getting in a broad enough probiotic. You're not able to get enough. You're getting so much more when you do a fecal transplant and you're taking on their whole microbiome, which is not just probiotics. And then you're able to, it's pretty much giving them, you're giving a help them a healthy colon. You're transplanting the healthy colon of this one person and giving it to this person with the unhealthy colon when we do that, because you're getting this whole new microbiome in there. So it's a total different thing. Now, I'm not recommending that for everyone. These are for people that aren't responding to a lot of the treatments that we're doing, the probiotics, healing up the gut, staying away from foods that are causing an issue on and on. But the fecal transplant can be a lifesaver for some people. And we'll definitely have to dig into that on another episode where we can really talk about some of those details. I have so many questions um, just even listening to you now. But for the sake of the topic of <laughs> yeah. this episode, let's go back then yeah. to this carnivore diet. You'd mentioned that it's something that you would recommend for a temporary period of time, not a lifestyle unless unless all resources have been tapped and there's just no other way, right? And you mentioned that they might, they're going to be deficient in some things, antioxidants and so forth. On the carnivore diet, can you supplement with literally supplements for antioxidants and in some of these other nutrients that they're not getting from the carnivore diet without wrecking their gut? On the carnivore diet, can you take supplements and still get the same effect? No. We can't because what, let's say you take all these, you take this berry blend that has all these great antioxidants. They're going to probably respond poorly to it. They're doing so well with the carnivore diet because their body's not seeing all these substances come on, come in and it gets overstimulated. And when you take a supplement, it has all these other things in it. Like it has certain herbs or nutrients. Let's say it's purely laboratory grown, but it still has certain chemicals on it and their body's going to respond poorly to that. So if you're following the carnivore diet, you're not going to be able to take a multivitamin you're not going to be able to take these green powders or anything to get these antioxidants. You're not even going to be able to take glutathione, for example, because it has certain things in there to stabilize it that they are going to likely respond poorly to. Now, this isn't for every carnivore diet person. These are for the people, when I recommend the carnivore diet, these are people that are reacting to everything.
anything. And if you give them some type of supplement, they respond poorly to that. And then we just can't do anything. But the carnivore diet is a lifesaver for these type of people. Is their immune system actually able to have a rest? So yeah, no, majority of people can't do supplements. Now, let's say you're taking the carnivore diet and you're doing it just for weight loss, which I'm not a huge fan for, but some people need it because they get this chronic inflammatory response. I'm a fan there. But just following the carnivore diet because you want to lose weight, there's so many other things that we can do. But those type of people, they could take supplements and they're going to be just fine and not have this issue. And I imagine that for the weight loss side, like not being the other thing, but that for the weight loss side, the reason why it's working is probably because they've cut out sugar, they've yep. cut out grains, and they've mm -hmm. cut out all of these junk food and boxed foods and yep. so forth that actually contribute to metabolic issues. And they, yep. and if it's just for weight loss, they could probably have the same effect and still get all of the nutrients they need if they instead did a perimeter of the grocery store with a small amount of high quality meats and a lot of organic vegetables and fruits and continuing to stick to the mm -hmm. no junk food, no sugar, no grain. I hear mm -hmm. you nodding your head. So I'm glad I'm on the right track here. Okay. Yeah. So moving on then to if you're going to do the carnivore diet, how, you mentioned not adding supplements. You mentioned not adding salt. What Can't else do, salt. do you recommend? Oh, I'm sorry, adding salt. What else do you Pepper recommend so that they're doing it right and they're getting the nutrients they need? Because there's a lot of meat out there that is just poor quality. I mean, these corn fed, corn fed beef, for yeah. example, mm -hmm. and all the research shows that a lot of that is just, it's going to, your body's not going to be able to use it to make strong cells. What would you recommend to somebody who's considering the carnivore diet so that they do it right? What type of meat do I recommend for someone that's doing a carnivore diet? I want to make sure that you're actually getting a clean meat. So if you're going to eat beef, for example, make sure it's grass fed and try to your best to make sure that it's actually not pesticide laden grass. Okay. They're just, it's grass fed, but they're give, getting hay that was sprayed with a ton of glyphosate or a ton of pesticides or herbicides. That's then going to go in the meat and be a problem. So my favorite is try to get a grass fed organic beef, get a chicken that's organic and free range, get fish that is actually wild, not not farm raised. farm raised because that's going to be just high in corn and be poor quality fats and going to be horrible for you and has tons of toxic pesticides and herbicides in it too. So can make you, sure it's you, wild caught. Can you say that one more time? Cause I know I interrupted you and I want to make sure this sounds good for YouTube. Just mention the wild caught and jump right into the fish again. So wild caught fish is what I recommend you eat. I don't like any farm raised fish. This is going to be very high in corn and a lot of pesticides or herbicides and PCBs. So it's not going to be healthy for you at all. So you want to get wild caught and even better would be like North Alaskan fish because it's going to be less contaminated waters and it's going to have less mercury or other heavy metals in it. And then pork. I'm not a huge fan of pork. I don't think you should be eating a ton of pork when you're on the carnivore diet because it's hard to really get it clean. But there are some really good sources of pork. You just got to make sure you get a good one that there are actually free range pork and they're just eating food off the land. That's a good source of pork. So one of my concerns when I'm hearing about the carnivore diet is immediately I think of about macronutrients. Now, obviously, there's a certain amount of nutrients you're going to get from grass fed. We know that the meat's going to be quality. They're going to get some of the nutrients they need because yeah. the animal ate the right food, right? We're getting, we're yeah. eating what our, what we ate just ate. When it comes to macronutrients, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. When I hear about this, I immediately think, okay, where's the carbs in this? Yeah. Are they going to go into ketosis? Are they getting enough fat. My concern is energy wise. Could it be too much protein? They're not getting enough of the carbs and the fat for energy. How do you work with that? So how are people actually getting enough fuel from just meat? So they're not getting any carbs. Oh, how are you functioning without it? We could get 
we could live just fine without carbohydrates. We get the protein and we and the fat. Our body uses that for fuel sources. Protein gets broken down very easily to make glucose. So you are getting plenty of fuel source from from meat. Now you're not getting all the nutrients out there, but you're getting a sufficient amount of nutrients from the carnivore diet. Believe it or not, from meat, you are getting enough nutrients. We're missing out on some of the things that we were talking about, but you're getting the basics and you're going to be able to live good life and actually have good energy. And if you talk to people that are following the carnivore diet, they typically say their energy is awesome. They don't usually complain about low energy at all because they don't have all this inflammatory stuff happening in their bodies anymore. They're not eating that sugar. They're not eating these grains that really bog down your metabolism. So they're actually feeling great when they're following this. So I imagine there's different cuts of meat. Like when we're looking at chicken, there's chicken breast, there's there's dark meat. Dark yeah. meat has more fat yeah. than the breast. Mm-hmm. You recommend that people choose the fattier cuts to make sure they're getting enough fat or can they get a, a just a good spectrum even from some of the lower fat cuts of meat. I recommend that someone eats a high fat meat compared to a lean meat. Yes and no. If they're eating a good quality meat, I do want them to get a fattier meat because they're going to get the fuel source from the fat, but they don't always have to do that. They could do it off and on. But if you're just eating lean meats, I don't think you're going to be, it's not going to be as healthy as if you're eating the meats high in fat, but I don't want you just eating meats high in fat. It's just a balance between the two, eating lean and fatty meats. All right. Well, that's very, I think that's really important. Okay. My last question. Question. For somebody who's listening right now, they're not planning to go see a doctor and get their get their microbiome checked or anything like that. They're interested in the carnivore diet. They're thinking about doing it. What's your yeah. just without a doctor recommendations? How should they, how long should they do it for and how to make sure that they stay healthy? So how long can you do the carnivore diet and then how to stay healthy? This all depends on what's going on in your body. If you are doing this solely to lose weight, I wouldn't do it for a long time. I am concerned about possibly some of the issues that could go along with it long term. Do it, lose your weight, and then follow a more low-carb diet, decrease sugar. Make sure you eat very clean and don't add a lot of junk into your diet. That's going to be a good maintenance type of diet. So if you're doing carnivore, you're going to put off the pounds. Then you go into a very low-carb, good quality, clean type of diet is my suggestion. Now, these other people that are, their guts are so messed up, their immune systems are so out of whack that they respond poorly to every food they put in except for meat. This usually can be a long-term diet for them and they could function really well. My suggestion is really trying really hard to find out what's going on in their body. Go to doctors that are skilled to figure this out because you might be saying, I've been to every doctor on the planet, but all doctors aren't created equal. All are trained in a different way. They all have different testing and figure out what's going on. But I'm not a fan of staying on this forever, except if it's absolutely needed. Usually we're able to figure out things and you don't have to follow the carnivore diet forever. Would you recommend then for somebody who fits in this category that they see an integrative or naturopathic physician in order to get to the bottom of why their gut can't handle anything? I recommend someone that's following the carnivore diet and that's the only thing that works for them is you need to go to a skilled integrative physician that really understands how to get your gut healed up in them and understands how to get your immune system all under control. Not any integrative physician, just go to got to go to the right one because they're not all created equal, but find a good one and figure things out because I'm not a huge fan of doing this forever. Well, and obviously I'm a fan of Dr. Jake here and I believe strongly that you would definitely know all about that and how to help them. So for somebody who's listening today and they're thinking, I definitely want to get to the bottom of it. I've been on the carnivore diet for some time, but I don't want to be on it forever. How can they get a hold of you? So yeah, if you want to find us, visit our website, integrativemedica.com. Find our phone number there. Give my front desk staff a call and set up an appointment with me or some of my other great doctors that we have. You could also sign up for a visit directly 
directly on our website. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Jake, for your expertise. And thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving us a positive review and we'll see you all next week. Hey, Dr. Jake, thank you for your time today. And if you enjoyed the show, then do us a favor and leave a review. It helps more people to find the show, which could save their life. And remember, this is a podcast and should not replace personalized attention from a medical professional like Dr. Jake. If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, cancer of any stage, or a life-changing illness, visit our website today and schedule a virtual appointment with one of our doctors who can lead you to a treatment plan in your area. That's integrativemedica.com. Integrativemedica.com. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. Jake. To hear past episodes and get alerts for the future, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and be sure to follow us on YouTube as well. Just search for Integrative Medica with Dr. Jake.